Hey kids, welcome to Papa's Bible Stories. Every week, or two, or three, I pick a Bible story to talk to my kids about. I have a beautiful son, Jacob, who is seven, and a beautiful daughter, Leah, who is four, I mean five, and these stories are for them. But even though these stories are for my kids, Jacob, Leah, and I would love it very much if you decided to join us. What do you say? Let's get started. So first of all, a certain little girl turned five since the last episode. Leah, you're five already. It seems just like yesterday we were taking you home from the hospital. I can't believe you're growing up so fast. But at the same time, I can't wait to see how you'll turn out when you're all grown up. Happy birthday, little girl. For our story today, we are going to come back to Isaac. Isaac had grown up and was about 40 years old. He still lived with his father, Abraham. Abraham was an old man by then. Abraham had given Isaac everything he needed to have a good start in life except for one very important thing. Isaac was 40 years old, and he didn't have a wife. He still wasn't married. Why wasn't Isaac married yet? Well, we, we really don't know. But sometimes, kids, God can want us to wait a little while before we get married. But whatever the reason, well, the time had come. Isaac needed to get married. Now, back in those days, how people got married was a little different than today. These days, young men and young women decide for themselves when they want to get married and who they would like to get married to. That's how Papa and Mama found each other. You know, Papa said to himself, I'd like to marry a godly, intelligent, and beautiful woman. And right around the same time, Mama said to herself, I'd like to marry an average-looking, not completely brainless, but, but godly man. Then Mama and Papa found each other, and both decided that we wanted to marry each other. That's generally how it works today. But that's not how people got married back then. Back then, it was the parents who decided when their children would marry and who they would get married to. So now that it was time for Isaac to get married, well, it was up to Abraham to figure out what to do. So Abraham started to think. Who would make a good wife for Isaac? Who would make a good wife for Isaac? Well, the problem was that they lived in Canaan. And Abraham did not want Isaac to marry any of the Canaanite girls. Since Abraham had started living in Canaan, well, the people were steadily becoming more and more evil. Not only that, but most Canaanites had no idea who God was. And Abraham knew that Isaac marrying a Canaanite girl, well, that was only a recipe for trouble. 
But if Isaac couldn't marry someone from Canaan, well, where else could he look? Was there another place where the people weren't terribly evil and and where they knew at least something about God? And that's when Abraham thought about his old home and his family that still lived there. You know, the family that he had left in Ur all those years ago? Yeah, that family. Apparently, they were still a good people, and they knew who God was and still worshipped him. You know, maybe there was a special girl somewhere in his old home and in his extended family that would be just right for Isaac. But there was another problem. Abraham's family now lived in a place called Nahor, which was closer than Ur, where Abraham's family used to live, but it was still a long ways away. Nahor was 600 kilometers away, or around 400 miles away. To walk or ride a camel from Canaan to Nahor and back would have taken around two months. That's a long, hard journey. And Abraham was an old man. Actually, Abraham was around 140 years old by then. Ish. That's a long trip for a 140-year-old, and he obviously couldn't go all the way to Nahor himself. So, what was Abraham going to do? Well, Abraham turned to his most trusted servant for help. The Bible says that this man was the oldest servant of Abraham's house who ruled over all that he had. This servant must have proven to Abraham that he could be trusted with difficult tasks. So Abraham called his most trusted servant and said, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord and the God of heaven and the God of earth that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son, Isaac. Right away, the servant understood the importance and difficulty of what he was being asked to do. And right away, he had doubts. First of all, what if he made a mistake and picked the wrong wife for Isaac? Well, That would be a mistake that would have made huge and lasting problems for his master's family. Not only that, but what woman would want to move so far away from their family and from everything and everyone that she knew? So Abraham's servant decided to make a practical suggestion to Abraham. And he said, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? Well, it was a very practical suggestion. Why not take Isaac with him? Then he and Isaac could pick a wife together. But Abraham did not think that was a good suggestion. And he said, Beware that you do not take my son back there. 
Abraham was probably worried that his family might convince Isaac to stay in Nahor, which would have defeated the whole reason that God had called Abraham out of his home to begin with. But on the other hand, Abraham did understand why his servant was worried. Indeed, his servant was being asked to do something very difficult. So Abraham gave his servant some encouragement and said, The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land, he will send an angel before you, and you shall take a wife from my son there. Abraham told his servant not to worry. God would help him. And with that assurance, the servant put his hand under Abraham's thigh and swore to Abraham that he would find a wife for his son. A little while later, Abraham's servant loaded up ten camels full of gifts and headed to Nahor. During the trip, Abraham's servant had lots of time to think about his task. How in the world was he going to find a wife for Isaac? How would he be able to tell who would be the best match? How could he tell the difference between someone who was pretending to be a good person and someone who actually was a good person? How was God going to help him? Well, he thought and thought and finally came up with a plan. After a month of journeying, Abraham's servant arrived just outside of Nahor, and it was time to put his plan into action. The Bible says that he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time, the time when the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed and said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, Please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand at the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now, let it be that the young woman to whom I say, Please, let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, Drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one that you have appointed for your servant, Isaac. Now the Bible says that before Abraham's servant had even finished praying, that a beautiful young woman began coming down to the well. The young woman, whose name turned out to be Rebecca, came down, filled up her pitcher, and was heading back to her home when Abraham's servant ran to her and asked her the all-important question. Please, let me drink a little water from your pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. Rebecca quickly gave him a drink. And then the all-important moment came. Would Rebecca offer to do more? And right away she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. And the Bible says that Rebecca quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran to the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. Now, 
we need to stop and appreciate something here. Camels drink a lot of water. From what Papa understands, a thirsty camel can drink up to 30 gallons of water in one sitting. And there were 10 thirsty camels. That's 300 gallons. Do you kids know how much water 300 gallons is? That much water weighs 2,500 pounds. That's more than a ton. That is a lot of water. And that is a lot of hard work. Do you kids remember a few years ago that Papa had to fill up a 75-gallon aquarium? I had a 5-gallon bucket that I used to bring water from downstairs to upstairs. Just 75 gallons took me an hour, and I was sore the next day. Rebecca, by herself, did 300 gallons, and without being asked. The Bible says that while Rebecca worked, that Abraham's servant stood there, wondering at her. Was it possible that God answered his prayer that quickly? I mean, he hadn't even finished praying before this girl had come. Could this young woman be the one? Well, he needed to find out one more thing before he could know for sure. Don't forget that Abraham had told him to find a wife for Isaac from his country and from his extended family. So, he tentatively asked Rebecca, Whose daughter are you? Tell me, please, is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? And Rebecca replied, I am the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to Nahor. And we have both straw and feed enough and room to lodge. The servant's heart probably leapt out of his chest. Nahor, Rebecca's grandfather, was Abraham's brother. So Rebecca was part of Abraham's extended family. And with that news, Abraham's servant just couldn't believe how good God had been. And the Bible says that he bowed his head and began to worship God right there. Well, that's when Rebecca ran back to her home and told everything to her mother Bethuel and her brother Laban. Her brother Laban went down to the well, found the servant, and brought him up to their home. After unloading and feeding the camels and setting out a nice dinner, the servant told Rebecca's mother and brother everything. But how since Abraham had left their family that he had become a wealthy man, but how God had blessed him, about Abraham's son Isaac, about his own mission on behalf of Abraham to find a wife for Isaac, about his prayer by the well, and about how Rebekah had immediately been an answer to his prayer. And right away, right then, he put it to them. Would they agree to Rebekah becoming Isaac's wife? Laban and Bethuel probably looked at each other, and then they said, Well, this thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either good or bad. Here is Rebecca before you. Take her and go, and let her be your master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. And with that news, 
The servant fell down to the ground and worshiped God again. He just couldn't believe how good God had been. Then the servant went out and got the gifts that he had lugged all the way from Canaan. He brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold and clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her brother and her mother. Then they settled in for the night, celebrated, ate and drank, and they stayed all night. In the morning, the servant woke up, and he was already ready to go. He was really excited to get back to Canaan. He knew that his master was going to be super happy with how good God had been. And it was going to be a long journey to get back. So let's get going. But Bethuel and Laban, well, they were a little reluctant at first. And, you know, it's understandable. I mean, they might not ever see Rebecca again. So they decided to ask Rebecca. The Bible says, Then they called Rebecca and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. And so, that very day, Rebecca packed up her stuff, said goodbye to all her family, and left with the servant. She was heading to start a new life in Canaan. After about a month of traveling went by, one day, just as they were getting close to their destination, Rebecca saw a man off in the distance. She asked Abraham's servant who it was, and the servant told her it was Isaac. Oh boy, this was the man that she was going to marry. The Bible says that she took a veil and covered herself. And then the servant went to Isaac and told him everything that had happened, about his prayer by the well, about how Rebekah had watered the camels, how Rebekah was part of his father's extended family, about how good God had been, and that he knew that God had picked Rebekah for Isaac. And the Bible says that Isaac took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. And as far as we can tell, Isaac and Rebekah lived a happy life together. And did you know, kidzos, that for many of us, maybe even for all of us, that God has someone special picked out for us to marry? You know, when Papa and Mama started dating, there was a moment that God revealed to me that Mama was the woman that he wanted me to marry. I remember that moment like it was yesterday. And I believe in my heart that God has someone special picked out for both of you. And I believe that if you have an open heart and an open mind, when the time is right, God will reveal that person to you too. All right, kidzos, that's it for this episode. So what did you guys think about the story? It was a beautiful, happy story, right? Right. Well, in two or three weeks, we are going to talk about Isaac and Rebekah's sons, Jacob and Esau. And we're going to find out if the happy story continues with their kids. But until then, to all the kids tuning in, I hope you have an awesome day. God be with you. 
and I hope we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.